luck is never just luck. If you think winning is only a matter of chance, think again. We bring you sports gaming strategies and information that changes outcomes. Keep it here. And get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Of Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. In this second hour, Sports Grid's college football analyst Joe Lisi will join us to break down the second to last Saturday. I know, tear, sad. The second to last Saturday of the college football regular season. Which, what does that mean for the CFB landscape? Well, it has implications on the conference championship races around the entire country. And also, of course, the hopes for many teams hoping to make the college football playoff. We'll look at some of those CFP odds. The paths to the playoffs for a couple of the teams right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Only eight teams listed on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now with make playoff odds for the CFP. And then some of the marquee matchups that will dictate conference championship races on this second to last Saturday as well. That begins tonight in Houston with a game in the American. Right now, the Cougars of Houston, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite on this Friday night against the conference foe in Memphis. The over-under total right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, 59-and-a-half. Helping me to break down that game and everything else for college football in this second hour of a football Friday, it is Joe Lisi. Back here on a football Friday on the morning after Joe Great to have you here for this second-to-last Saturday of the college football regular season. It's bittersweet, isn't it? Best time of the year in terms of Thanksgiving coming up on the horizon. Marquee top 25 battles, but it is and culminates the end of the season, which is very depressing if you're a college football fan, Ben. But we'll see how we can get through it tonight. And five great games to really keep us through to about 2.30 in the morning Eastern time. And you know Joe Lisi will be staying up until 2.30 a.m. Eastern time, despite the fact he has to get up bright and early to host college football today, 9 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow on a Saturday to get you set for the penultimate Saturday slate of this regular season in college football. Joe, it starts tonight, like we mentioned. Houston, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Memphis. The Cougars have won nine straight games, and because of that, the CFP Selection Committee put Houston into the top 25 this week in their rankings, now checking in at number 24 in the country. Joe, Houston lost their opening game of the year to Texas Tech. They have won nine straight since that, 6-4 and four ATS this year, land eight and a half at home against Memphis in a conference game. Whose side do you like better tonight? Yeah, I think Houston might win, Ben, but I do feel that uh, Memphis does cover this eight-and-a-half-point number uh, later tonight. When you look at this matchup last year, it was a very close ball game. Brady White pulled out the victory uh, at home in Memphis. It was about a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. Dana Holgerson, Clayton Toon had the ability to tie that ball game up and go into overtime. They couldn't do it. Now, when you look at Memphis right now, inexperience in terms of Hennigan, the freshman that started the year, uh, but they've come on from an offensive perspective. I really like the way they're running the football, have good continuity on the offensive line. Their defense is playing much better, in my opinion, over the last couple of weeks. Again, this is going to be a very tight ball game, in my opinion, because of the potential for Houston to look ahead of this matchup. Again, I think the Cougars win, but for me, I'm taking the eight and a half points with the Memphis Tigers. Love Ryan Silverfield as an underdog in this spot. 
Yeah, Memphis only been booked as a dog four times this year, two and two ATS when booked as an underdog so far in this college football season. As we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after on this football Friday underway right now on the grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. Alongside Joe Lisi for the entirety of this second hour, I'm Ben Stevens. College football in its second to last weekend of the regular season begins tonight. A great game in the AAC on this Friday. Houston laying eight and a half at home against Memphis. Houston has won nine straight games and in each of those nine victories joe houston has scored at least 28 points the cougars are the 10th best scoring offense in the country averaging nearly 38 points per game memphis defensively has struggled this year giving up more than 30 points per game on average if the eight and a half point spread is a little bit too big for you maybe a cougs team total with dana holgerson and that offense on all cylinders tonight on a friday you mentioned it joe maybe a look ahead spot for houston Houston has their sights set on an appearance in the American Athletic Championship Conference title game against maybe Cincinnati. At least that's where things are trending right now. Cincy probably has its best conference test on Saturday as well, Joe, laying 11 and a half at home against SMU. We know the Bearcats have not covered in four straight games against American Athletic Conference opponents. Do they stop that skid this weekend, Joe? Again, I think it's going to be a tough matchup because when you just look at the teams that Cincinnati has faced over the past four weeks, Ben, Navy, Tulane, you look at South Florida with Timmy McLean at the quarterback position, really not consistent passing games. That SMU and Tanner Mordecai possess in this matchup. They're going to spread out Cincinnati. They're going to try and challenge them over the top. And more importantly, I think this game could resemble last year where Dylan Gabriel jumped out and UCF to a double-digit lead in the first half put pressure on Des Ritter in that offense to match them score for score. And I think that's the difference. Again, I think Cincinnati is up against it in the sense of covering this 11.5, 12-point number. They might win, but I like SMU with Sonny Dykes and the points in this ballgame. Yeah, right now, since he favored by 11.5 at home tomorrow, it did drop down to 10.5 just yesterday. When you're looking at, at SMU, that Stang's offense, the fifth-best scoring offense in the country, averaging more than 40 points per game. Another tough test for Cincinnati, who has not covered in four straight games. Because of that, the path to the college football playoff has become a little bit harder for Cincinnati. Some CFP hopes on the other side of the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on a football Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens, alongside Joe Lisi, SportsGrid's college football analyst for the entirety of this second hour. So a football Friday with a second hour dedicated only to college football. And we will go through some of the slate here for the second to last Saturday of this college football regular season. Everything is important right now. Why? 
because it all pertains to the college football playoffs. So right now, Joe and I are going to look at three teams right now that have odds listed on the FanDuel Sportsbook to make the CFP. Only eight teams in general, Joe, have odds even up there as it pertains to the college football playoff on FanDuel right now. So a couple of the paths getting narrower and narrower on a weekly basis. We will look at a couple of those paths to the playoff right here, right now. And let's begin with the Alabama Crimson Tide, the number two team in the country in the CFP poll, but the third best odds to make the college football playoff as things currently stand on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Bama is still favored to make the playoff at minus 118. What is so interesting then is that you see their odds to win their own conference, the SEC, at plus 160. The second shortest odds to win the SEC conference, Georgia, is minus 200. Bama now has the third best odds to win the national championship at plus 450, moving behind Ohio State, who now has the second shortest odds at plus 350 to win the natty. So, Joe, Alabama has been favored to make the college football playoff since these odds really first came out on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A couple of weeks ago, entering that first CFP poll, Bama was minus 200, then minus 164 a week after that, then down to only minus 112 last week entering Saturday, now minus 118. So, Joe, what does that minus money price to make the college football playoff tell you about Alabama for these final two weeks of the regular season? Well, that the book and FanDuel believes that they're going to run the table and be in the SEC championship because they have two critical conference games this Saturday against Arkansas and then the Iron Bowl with Auburn and, and TJ Finley. And I know a lot of people have said that, you know, that Auburn rivalry game now that Bo Nix is hurt potentially gives Alabama the advantage. But I'm not so sure, Ben. I think when you just look at it, I know Alabama on paper is the most dominant team in the SEC West right now heading into this matchup this Saturday. But both of these games against Arkansas and Auburn, in my opinion, should challenge that Alabama defense to a degree, and we'll see if they could step up and, and cover and, more importantly, win those matchups. Alabama, a 21-and-a-half-point home favorite this Saturday at Bryant-Denny against Arkansas. Joe, I think it's always been so fascinating, Alabama's number, because they have been favored right. all along, and they've had the second-best odds to win the SEC. So they are minus 118 to make the college football playoff, but plus 160 to win the SEC. And here's the point we have been hammering on this program about those odds at minus 118 to make the college football playoff. No team in the seven-year history of the college football playoff has ever made the playoff with two losses. So if Bama, as of right now, does not win the SEC championship game, you would think that pushes them to the side and out of contention for the college football playoff, and they are not favored right now to win the SEC championship. That's Georgia at minus 200. So, Joe, do you think the minus 118 on Alabama is baked into the number that maybe there's a path even for a two-loss Crimson Tide team? I don't think so. I can't see Alabama getting into the college football playoff with two losses. And when you just look at the line in terms of the SEC championship game right now, Georgia is a three-point favorite. So the books actually feel that, and FanDuel does as well, that uh, you know Alabama is the underdog in that ball game. So for me, you know, it, it, I can't re recommend somebody to say that they're going to just blow through both of these teams, lose to Georgia, and they're a clear-cut favorite to make the college football 
football playoff because you have to worry about those teams in the Big Ten. Teams like Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, how are those two weeks going to fare for both of those teams? And let's not forget the Oregon Ducks out west. Should they knock off Utah and back it up with a Pac-12 championship? I think they're going to be knocking down the door for a college football playoff, Ben. I think a two-loss Alabama team, I don't think they deserve to be in. They might be one of the best teams in the country. I understand that argument. What if they only lose to Georgia by three points? Nobody has kept it close with the dogs all year. I understand that. But your resume also needs to have that deserving quality to it to back up your appearance in the college football playoff. We will await to see the SEC championship game. But Alabama, still Arkansas and Auburn on the schedule to end out this regular season. Alabama would need a lot of help, I think, even as a two-loss team to be in consideration for the college football playoff. Some of that help would have to happen in the Big 12. And what's so fascinating right now, Joe, on FanDuel, Oklahoma has odds to make the college football playoff. Oklahoma State does not. The Sooners lost last week, their first loss of the regular season, to Baylor as a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Waco. Oklahoma just four and six against the spread this year, but still nine and one straight up, still tied at the top of the Big 12 standings right now with their in-state foe in Oklahoma State, and still, Joe, relatively short odds to make the college football playoff at plus 225. In fact, tied for the fourth shortest odds with Oregon right now at plus 225 to make the CFP. They are also still the favorites to win the Big 12 at plus 125, Oklahoma State, plus 150. Their odds to win the Natty have worked against them. Now 40 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the national championship. Joe, what do you think the path is for OU to potentially be in consideration for the CFP? They're going to have to run the table, Ben, knock off Iowa State, knock off Oklahoma State, and then win whoever they play in the Big 12 championship game by double digits. I think that's the only way Oklahoma can seriously get into the college football playoff. The loss to Baylor hurts, but not only the loss to Baylor, the fact that they've played down to the level of competition throughout the season, played down to West Virginia, Tulane, go through the schedule, you trail Texas, a 4-5 and five Texas team now at 28 to seven in the first half you needed a second half comeback i think the committee takes all of that into account so if they can get it right but they're gonna have to win convincingly like i mentioned over the next three weeks by double digits that's the only way i could see oklahoma crack in the college football playoff it will be so interesting to see on that final sunday that the cfp is released in early december after conference championship weekend if oklahoma or oklahoma state is a one-loss Big 12 champion with huge wins in these final two weeks of the regular season and in that title game appearance if a one-loss Big 12 champion gets bumped ahead of an undefeated Cincinnati team. We will talk about that later on as well. Oklahoma right now a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home back in Norman in a bounce-back spot against Iowa State, Joe. But that line was five-and-a-half earlier in the week in OU's favor, now down to just three-and-a-half. We'll preview the Saturday slate coming up here momentarily. But let's talk about those Cincinnati Bearcats because right now, Cincy plus 320 to make the college football playoff. The seventh best odds. There are only eight teams listed on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Their odds to win their own conference, not on the board currently. They would be a very heavy odds on favor to do that right now in 60 to 1 to win the national championship. So, Joe, the path for Cincinnati is what? 
Well, they're going to, uh, just like Oklahoma, they're going to have to win out these, this game against SMU, in my opinion, convincingly, double-digit type of victory, but they need to cover the spread. I think there's no doubt about that. Win the AAC championship. They're going to have to win whoever whoever they play. Houston, win that ball game by 10 15 points in that area. Again, I think the potential, Ben, when you look at Cincinnati against some of the other teams, there's a bigger potential to have two Big Ten teams over the potential to have an undefeated Cincinnati team or a two-loss Alabama team. So we have to keep an eye out for that. And don't look now, but if Notre Dame runs the table, that's the other outlier that we have to keep an eye on. A one-loss Notre Dame team whose only loss is to Cincinnati this year. The Bearcats right now at plus 320 to make the college football playoff. A clear indication, Joe, that the odds not in their favor and the odds indicating that Cincy does not control its own destiny to the college football playoff. Still needs help for the Bearcats to get in would be the first ever group of five team to make the college football playoff. Joe mentioned the possibility of two Big Ten teams a Big Ten breakdown on the other side of the break. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid Sirius XM Channel 159, a football Friday, specifically a college football second hour on this football Friday on TMA rolls on right here. I am Ben Stevens alongside Joe Lisi. We looked at the college football playoff odds beforehand and a couple of teams in contention that have odds currently three hailing from the Big Ten Conference. Ohio State's a heavy odds-on favorite to make the college football playoff at minus 290. Michigan plus 250. Michigan State, very long odds at the moment to make the CFP. But, Joe, as we correlate that to the Big Ten Conference championship market, maybe we can find some value and then set up a huge second-to-last Saturday of this regular season in the Big Ten Conference. Right now, Ohio State, the odds-on favorites to win the Big Ten at minus 250. They're bitter rivals. Michigan, second choice odds at plus 500. Then Wisconsin hailing from the West Division at plus 600. The Badgers right now certainly trending toward a spot in the Big Ten title game. You see Iowa 25 to 1. Then the seventh ranked team in the country, the Michigan State Spartans at 40 to 1. Purdue after that, as it stands right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, Joe, as you first look at the Big Ten championship market, who do you think has value? Because it's not Ohio State at minus 250. No, it's not, Ben. Obviously, they're the front runners, and should they take care of business against Michigan State this Saturday, they're, they're, they might even go up in terms of minus 300 at that point. I think the team that you have to look at, obviously, is the Michigan Wolverines at 5-1. to one. Everything's right in front of them. They have a, a very good game against Maryland. They're 14-and-a-half, 15-point favorites on the road in College Park. They've defeated Maryland in five straight meetings last time they played was back in 2019. And if you're just looking at the recipe potentially to knock off uh, Ohio State this year, it's the ability to run the football, but more importantly, get pressure on C.J. Stroud and play man-to-man defense. 
I would say Michigan could do it better than Michigan State. We've talked about the deficiencies of that Michigan State secondary entering this ball game in Columbus this Saturday. So at five to one, I would say it's Michigan at this point in the season. And you heard me mention it. Michigan to make the college football playoff right now, the sixth shortest odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 250. If you think Michigan has a good shot of making the CFP, then take them to win the Big Ten Conference at plus 500 because that is their only path into the college football playoff, in my opinion. And I bring this up all the time, Joe. You have a matchup in the Big Ten Conference Championship game inside Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis that first Saturday in December between a team from the Big Ten West and a team from the Big Ten East. If it is Ohio State, who is minus 250 to win the conference crown right now, they will be taking on most likely Wisconsin, who is plus 600. You see the Badgers right now at plus 600. You can hope that would be better odds than a money line situation for the Big Ten title game, and you could hedge your bets there by backing the Buckeyes in that Big Ten title game if you so desired, or maybe Michigan if they pull off the improbable and knock off their rivals Ohio State next week in the game. But a huge weekend right now in the Big Ten Conference. And Joe, you mentioned it, an 18-and-a-half point spread that has got all the way up to 19-and-a-half at points for Ohio State and Michigan State. Don't forget, a top 10 matchup right here. The number four Buckeyes, the number seven Spartans, and yet Ohio State right now, Joe, on the FanDuel Sportsbook, a 19 and a half point favorite, and the over-under total has grown as well to 68 and a half. Do you think Ohio State has a good chance of covering that big number tomorrow? I do. Now, it is a contrast in style. So Michigan State can be in this ballgame if they establish the line of scrimmage with Kenneth Walker, start fast, just the way Oregon did. They, Michigan State would have to play that style of game in order to pull this ball game out, and I would say they have the ability to do that. But when you look at this matchup last week against Purdue, a very good defense that was holding opposing offenses to 36% on third down conversions, only 174 passing yards in the back end. And for them to put up a 50 spot on that defense, we saw uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson break out with dynamic performances. You're talking about a secondary in Michigan State, like I mentioned, giving up over 320 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Just think it's a bad matchup for the secondary of Michigan State. They might be in this ballgame for a quarter or two, but I think the speed of Ohio State's the difference. They do wind up covering this 19.5-point number Saturday afternoon in the horseshoe. And that's why the spread is so big, because Ohio State has the best scoring offense in the country, averaging more than 46 points per game. They have the best passing offense in the Big Ten Conference, averaging 354 passing yards per game. And C.J. Stroud, who is now the front runner to win the Heisman Trophy on the FanDuel Sportsbook, has so many weapons at his disposal. Pick a guy, pick a wide receiver for Ohio State, and you could take the over on the receiving yards prop for this matchup against Michigan State. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe even the tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, and you would have a good shot of hitting an over because Joe mentioned it. MSU, dead last in the Big Ten Conference in terms of pass defense, dead last in the entire country in terms of passing defense right now where things stand for that secondary for Sparty. Ohio State scored 42 points on their first 29 plays last week against Purdue and absolutely destroyed the Boilermakers, ending any of that discussion about the Boiler spoilers. It was all Ohio State. The matchup, again, at least on paper, would favor Ohio State right now, and that's why the Buckeyes, a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. But, Joe, what I will say, 
Michigan State this year, 7-2-1 against the spread, tied for the sixth-best cover percentage at nearly 78% in all of college football. The Spartans have been booked as a dog three times this year. They've won all three of those games outright, of course, including the rivalry matchup against Michigan. 3-0 ATS as well, covering an average margin of 18.7 points per game. In the three games, the Spartans have been booked as an underdog this year. A big spread at the shoe in Columbus tomorrow. Ohio State, a 19.5-point favorite against Michigan State in a top-10 matchup. The number four Buckeyes, the number seven Spartans. Next week, Ohio State will take on their rival, Michigan, in the game in Ann Arbor. This week, tomorrow, Michigan on the road, laying 15.5 points at last check against the Maryland Terrapins. Maryland has struggled mightily, Joe, here in the Big Ten Conference. Michigan needs to continue winning football games, so I think that number is for the taking, even laying 15.5 on the road this weekend. I'm going to take it for one more time with Maryland. They're fighting for bowl contention, and like I mentioned, Michigan has won five straight in the series, has dominated last time they played was a couple of years ago, but it is a potential look ahead with Ohio State on deck, and we know about that offense with Cade McNamara. I think they're going to go into this ball game with a vanilla type of game plan. Look to run the football. Kenneth Walker still had a big day last week in East Lansing against the front seven of Maryland. So I think Michigan wins this ball game, but Michigan does save a little from an offensive perspective for that big game next week in Ann Arbor. So the Wolverines win, but Maryland fighting for bowl contention, I think can potentially be a live dog and well within the 15 and a half point number Saturday in, in college park, Ben. Michigan, one of five teams in all of college football that has a cover percentage of 80%, eight and two against the number, time for the best ATS mark in all of college football. Maryland has not covered in six straight games. They are one in five ATS when booked as a dog this year. In that six game span, they have not covered five of those six games for Maryland, booked as an underdog. I agree with you, Joe. I think Michigan focuses on the ground game. They run the ball 61.1% of their plays. That's a top 15 mark in all of college football. Maryland, the second worst rushing defense in the Big Ten, allowing more than 158 yards per game. Also, the worst scoring defense in the Big Ten, allowing nearly 35 points per game. So maybe if the spread is a little bit too high. You look at a Michigan team total because Maryland can score too, and maybe there's a backdoor in play tomorrow in College Park. Michigan, again, a 15.5-point favorite. That over-under total, 57.5. Joe, one of the most compelling games to me across the entire slate on this second-to-last Saturday, of course, comes in the Big Ten Conference. You can see the flags over my left shoulder right here, but in the other division, the Big Ten West, because Wisconsin, as a favorite at home in Camp Randall tomorrow, Laying seven and a half points against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The over-under total, 42 and a half. Nebraska, just a three and seven football team this year. Scott Frost is coming back for a fifth year next year in Lincoln. But when Nebraska has been booked as an underdog, three and one against the number so far this season. Wisconsin has been a favorite in every single game. That includes a favorite in every game in Big Ten competition. And against teams from the West, Wisconsin has covered in every single game. Joe, how do you approach this very enticing matchup between Wisconsin and Nebraska this weekend? It is. It's going to come down to the front seven, right? Which team can run the football more effectively? Obviously, you have Adrian Martinez. You have the athleticism of Nebraska going on the road in Camp Randall. I think they can challenge Wisconsin 
over the top. I like the way Nebraska's defense is playing in terms of allowing about 145 rushing yards per game, playing well, better over the past few weeks in terms of third down defense. The extra week of preparation, I think, will benefit Scott Frost and the Nebraska staff. That's definitely in terms of non-consistent over the last five weeks, right? He got rid of key staff members over the last three weeks. Now the extra week, I think benefit Nebraska from an offense and defensive perspective. And Scott Frost right now has an extra year. He can roll the dice in this type of situation. I think they're a potential live dog in this ballgame, plus 300, because of the athleticism of Adrian Martinez at the quarterback position. Love him or hate him, he's going to be the difference maker in this ballgame. What a wrinkle that would throw into the Big Ten West division and who might appear in the Big Ten championship game. Wisconsin's defense is elite. The second best scoring defense in the country, allowing less than 15 points per game on average to their opponent. They only trail Georgia in that category. But the best total defense in the country is Wisconsin. The best rushing defense in the country is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is only allowing their opponents to rack up 216 yards per game. In terms of total offense, that's 30 yards better on average than Georgia. More of the Saturday slate for college football next year on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on a football Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid network. I'm Ben Stevens alongside Joe Lisi for the entirety of this second hour that is dedicated to college football. And rightfully so. The second to last Saturday, the penultimate Saturday of the regular season across the country in CFB. Some huge games that have huge implications and ramifications for conference championship races. And Joe, maybe none more so than in the ACC and the Atlantic Division because Wake Forest with a win over Clemson wraps up a berth in the ACC title game. And right now, Wake Forest is a dog. Clemson is the favorite at home in Clemson, South Carolina, in Death Valley, laying four and a half points against Wake Forest, the over-under total 57 and a half. Joe, I was surprised that Clemson was a favorite in this game outside of name recognition. The line has actually worked in their favor from three and a half earlier this week to now four and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Do you think the right team is favored for this matchup between Wake and Clemson? I do when you look at the numbers, Ben. I mean, the numbers are staggering. Clemson has won 12 straight against Wake Forest. The last four games have been decided by an average margin of victory of 39.2 points per game. Clemson won last year by 23 points, didn't cover a 32-point number. But two years ago, they won by 60. Three years ago, they won by 59. And oh, by the way, you have to take into account Clemson since 2015, straight up at home in Death Valley, 
45-1. and one. Last loss came to Nate Peterman and Pittsburgh. So, yes, Clemson deserves to be favored in this matchup. Very intriguing ballgame because you do have a contrast in styles, and I do believe that it favors a ground-and-pound rushing attack of the Clemson Tigers going up against that suspect front seven in Wake Forest. Yeah, Clemson has only been an underdog one time in ACC play since 2014. That was earlier this year against Pittsburgh. So Clemson has been favored in nine games so far this season, just two and seven ATS, not covering by an average margin of 7.9 points per game. Wake, meanwhile, has only been a dog twice this year. They have split against the number in both of those decisions, barely not covering against North Carolina in a non-ACC game just a couple of weekends ago. Right now, Wake Forest has the second shortest odds to win the ACC Conference at plus 180. The favorites, Pittsburgh at minus 160. If Wake wins outright, so you could look at that money line, they clinched the division in the Atlantic for a berth in the ACC Conference Championship game. And to echo Joe's point, maybe the match and the style here that you will see is reflected in the over-under total. 57 and a half. It would be the second lowest total of the year for the Demon Deeks, who have gone over and over under in five of their last six games. They are averaging going over by nearly 10 points per game. Wake has a very good offense, not a great defense. Clemson, known for still having a very, very good defense. So that might be what we see play out in Clemson, South Carolina tomorrow. Don't forget, Wake won last week. 45-42 over NC State. They lost to North Carolina the week prior, 58-55. We're talking big overs for the Demon Deeks. But if Clemson is going to cover, I think that total and the under probably come into play as well. The next game up, Joe, we look at Oklahoma State on the road this weekend against Texas Tech. We talked about it earlier. Oklahoma has odds to make the college football playoff right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Cowboys do not. Oklahoma State, the second shortest odds to win the Big 12 Conference. Behind OU, who is plus 125 as the favorites, Oklahoma State, plus 150. They are laying nine and a half on the road right now against Texas Tech for this upcoming Saturday. The over-under total, 56 and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. An intriguing spot for me, Joe, for the Pokes, who still have so much to play for, a potential berth in the Big 12 championship game, and they get their rivals Oklahoma next weekend. I did see this number at 10.5 earlier in the week. Now down to 9.5. What do you make of Oklahoma State and Texas Tech tomorrow? This game does scare me, Ben, because you have a Texas Tech team that's basically playing with house money. They knock off Iowa State last week on a 62-yard field goal. Are you kidding me? To win the ball game and become bowl eligible. So, I mean, everything is in front of them. They're playing at home. It's a primetime matchup. Best team potentially in the Big 12 in terms of Oklahoma State going on the road. This game last year in Stillwater was a shootout. Serato Rick Thompson had a huge day, but they lost against Oklahoma State, catching about 10 and a half, 11 points. They lost that matchup 51-46, so had the loss but had the cover in Stillwater. Now they come home. I still have to back Oklahoma State in this matchup. Their ability, I believe, to run the football between the tackles with Jalen Warren, Spencer Sanders playing very well. I just think Oklahoma State's dialed in. I, I think this is the most consistent team in the Big 12. I think they're the best team from a defensive perspective in terms of third down defense, holding opposing offenses to only 28% 
on third down conversions. To me, that's the difference. They run at will on the front seven at Texas Tech. Might be close for a half, but in the second half, Oklahoma State does pull away and cover this number Saturday night in Lubbock. Yeah, Joe, the Pokes right now ranked ninth in the country in the latest CFP poll, coming off a 63-17 win last weekend over TCU, where Oklahoma State ran the ball for 447 yards on the ground and eight rushing scores, echoing Joe's points right there of what Oklahoma State does so well. Also defensively, the sixth-best scoring defense in the country, the third-best total defense in the country, the fourth-best rushing defense in the country. It's a different Mike Gundy team in Stillwater this year, but one that is very, very good in one of just five teams, again, covering 80% of their college football games this year, tied for the best record ATS in all the country at eight and two against the number. Oklahoma State laying nine and a half on the road in Lubbock against Texas Tech the week before Bedlam. As we mentioned earlier, Oklahoma, a three and a half point favorite currently against Iowa State. That might be a preview of the Big 12 title game next week between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We might get a preview of the Pac-12 championship game this weekend in Salt Lake City. Utah, a three and a half point favorite right now over the number three team in the country, Joe, the Oregon Ducks. When you look at this game, a potential preview of the Pac-12 title, where do you think the value is for Utah and Oregon tomorrow? I think it's on the Ducks as a road dog in this matchup. And I know the success of Utah and Cam Rising at home, a much more consistent team in Rice Echo Stadium in Salt Lake City. But to me, in order to win ball games on the road, you need to be able to run the football. Oregon could do that with Travis mm-hmm. Dye and the consistency of the offensive line. And the way that defensive front is playing with Thibodeau, potentially the best defensive player in college football, they're forcing turnovers that carries well in a road type of environment the senior leadership to me of Anthony Brown will make a difference in this ball game again he's not an explosive quarterback but their ability to run the football I think will allow Brown to have success over the top of that Utah secondary I think this is a very great ball game but in the end I do feel Oregon pulls away wins this ball game outright like them plus the three and a half also like him plus 134 on the money line at FanDuel. The odds right now to win the Pac-12, Oregon the slight favorites at minus 120. Utah also in minus money at minus 110. It is beneficial this game is in Salt Lake City for the Utes. As Joe mentioned, a perfect 4-0 home record this year straight up, but just 2-2 two and two against the spread. They have been favored in every game at home this season for Utah. Oregon has only been booked as a dog twice this year. They are a perfect 2-0 against the number, winning outright in both of those games, including maybe the most impressive victory of the entire season in college football, week number two in the non-conference slate on the road as a 13.5 point, 14.5 point underdog against Ohio State in Columbus. Then a dog, a slight dog, in the Rose Bowl a couple of weekends ago against UCLA, Oregon holding on to win that football game over the Bruins. Another tough crossover matchup here against Utah. And And to echo Joe's points there, Really good rushing games are what we are going to see between Oregon and Utah. Oregon, the third best rushing offense in the country, only behind a couple of the service academies. Utah ranks 12th. Oregon is averaging 232 yards per game on the ground. Utah, 217. Here's the difference. Oregon's rushing defense ranks in the top 25. Utah's allowing 147 
0.6 yards per game to their opponents on the ground this year. Maybe that's where the distinction is in Oregon's advantage. And then one final point here, Joe, that over under total 59 and a half, Utah actually has the highest over percentage in all of college football. 80% of the Utes games so far this year hitting the over. They are the only team that have played eight of 10 games to the over in college football this year. Also a tease for you coming up next, the Jack Weinberger cap of the weekend. Our fearless former intern, now associate producer, loves him. This game between Oregon and Utah, Joe. So much so, he sent me his cap on Monday afternoon. Normally, I get it Wednesday wow. night, Thursday evening. He sent it to me on Monday. It's a good one for what might be the potential Pac-12 championship game, a preview of it tomorrow between Utah and Oregon in Salt Lake. All right, Joe, give me some other leans for the weekend. Where is Lisey Leans feeling so far for the second-to-last Saturday of college football? Well, I believe the dogs will be barking. I'll throw them out there right now. I really like Georgia Tech and Jeff Sims on the road against Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame on paper is the significant team. They're fighting for potentially a college football playoff appearance. But you go back to this ball game last year in Atlanta, it was within the number. And that was the game that Brian Kelly and Ian Book, with about one minute left, were pushing the ball carrier through the goal line as an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they come back home. This is a Georgia Tech team. Back-to-back games, they've averaged over 30 points. 30 last week against Boston College. Didn't get the cover as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. 30 points as a nine-and-a-half-point dog against Miami. I think Jeff Sims gives the running back. I think they're playing with house money. They push Notre Dame to the limit, not going to a bowl game. This is catching 16 and a half, 17 points on FanDuel. I think they keep it within the number this Saturday. And how about Arkansas? Arkansas is another mm. team. They got an overtime win over LSU last week. Now they're catching 21 and a half. It's a potential look ahead for Alabama, but not just that. The ability for Arkansas to run the football with K.J. Jefferson averaging over 240 rushing yards per game. Not only that, though, Ben, plus five in turnover margin, 30% in terms of third down defense. And, oh, by the way, only giving up 180 passing yards in terms of the back end secondary. They might not win, but playing with uh, on the road plus 21 and a half, I think they keep it within the number in Tuscaloosa Saturday afternoon. Two dogs. 20 yeah, 21 and a half for the Hogs. A couple of woo-pig sueys out of Joe Lisi on Saturday <laughs> afternoon if Arkansas covers that number. And Joe brings up a great point for that game. From a matchup breakdown perspective, we know, or at least we think, if you are going to compete with Alabama, you need a versatile quarterback who can utilize his legs. We saw that slightly in the Florida game against Alabama early in the year, back when Florida could play defense and actually had the will to win a college football game. But K.J. Jefferson does that for Arkansas, the seventh-best rushing offense in all of the country. Bama's rushing defense has improved from earlier in the year. Now the third-best rushing defense in the country, only behind Wisconsin, who ranks at the top of this list. And then, of course, the team they might see in the SEC championship game in Georgia. Arkansas catching 21-and-a-half on the road. Alabama more than a three-touchdown favorite at home in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. One of the better games of the SEC. We teased it. Now it's here. The Jack Weinberger Cap of the Weekend. Actual title game preview. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Closing out our number two right here on a football Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. This second hour dedicated to college football. You are listening on Sirius XM, channel 159, the new home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens, who has been very pleased to be joined by Joe Lisi for the entirety of this college football second hour on a football Friday. Joe knows the deal by now. To end out this second hour, we give you the Jack Weinberger cap of the weekend for college football. Jack, our former intern, associate producer here on the grid, he breaks down college football games and handicaps them from a perspective nobody else can. Back to his winning ways last week, taking Ole Miss as a money line underdog winner, the fourth money line underdog winner for Jack this year. But not this weekend. We focus on the Pac-12 championship game preview, potentially, between Oregon and Utah. So here it is, Joe. Jack texted me this on Monday, showing his confidence in his side this weekend. A couple of years ago, Jack was on a trip with his family to Crater Lake National Park in Oregon. He said it was one of the most beautiful things he has ever witnessed with his own two eyes. But turns out, that's the only national park in the entire state of Oregon up there in the Pacific Northwest. You might be thinking to yourself, Joe Lisi, Utah... How many national parks do they have? Five, the most of any state. Maybe I just made that up, but they have five national parks. Jack loves national parks. He loves Utah laying three and a half at home in this game against Oregon on Saturday. You leaning with him, Lisey? Absolutely not. I got to go against Jack on this one. I told you, I just thought Oregon's a live dog. I love the way Jack breaks these games down. And he did pick Utah a couple weeks ago. So I was on that side. Not when he's against me. I got to go. I got to roll with the Ducks and Anthony Brown in this ball game. Listen, Joe, I was hoping the cap would change your mind and all that beautiful poetry that Jack laid out in a text to me on Monday about national parks and nature would maybe make you think once again about back in Utah, but I get it. It makes sense. Joe Lisi, Sports Grid's <laughs> college football analyst. You can catch him each and every Saturday, like tomorrow, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, getting you ready for the Saturday slate in college football. Joe, talk again soon. More the morning after. Up next. <laughs> 